Greetings friends and welcome to Finding Holiness, the channel to help you discover your sacred sanctum in life. I'm Rabbi David Kadosh. This week we celebrate Israel's Independence Day, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, a day marked in Jewish history as momentous, celebratory, and unforgettable. Every country's Independence Day is special because it gives you a sense of belonging and pride to call that country your home. This made me think a little of what it means to be independent. On national terms, the independence of the State of Israel is a dream we've had for over 2,000 years. To secure the land that was promised to our forefathers with our own government, economy, army, and currency means a whole lot, even to Jews who live in the diaspora like myself. Israel has become and maintains to be a true shining light on world countries around, both in their innovations and lifestyle. And for that, I am proud. On a personal level, we strive as parents to teach our kids about independence. The entire growing process is becoming less dependent on others and doing things on your own. Once adulthood is reached and a family is built, we understand the vitality of making your own decisions, choosing your own path, and relying less on what's around you. Even Rabbi Akiva when discussing the amount and types of food one should purchase to fulfill the rabbinical commandment of Oneg Shabbat, enjoying Shabbat, states, Make your Shabbat into a weekday, meaning, better to eat what you normally eat on a weekday and not splurge on expensive foods, in order that you don't require the assistance from others. Don't overspend on high cuts of meat if it means that you will have to take out a second mortgage as a result. So we see, even from the time of our Mishnahic scholars, we are encouraged to seek independence from others, where relying on others should be the last option. Yet I feel there is a fine line between successful independence and one that can actually lead to your downfall. How to balance one's independence is what's necessary to lead a person to a holier lifestyle. In reference to the infamous story of Korach and his cohorts, Moses reminds the nation at the end of his life how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them, along with their households, their tents, and all their property that was at their feet. The Talmud in Pesachim, page 119a, explains the term property that was at their feet in reference to man's property which stands him on his feet. Korach was one of the most wealthy men to ever live. Just the keys to Korach's treasuries were a load of 300 strong white mules, and they were all keys and locks made of leather. He certainly didn't need the help of anyone to get through the tribulations of life. His problem was that he was overly independent. When Moses decided to break the tablets without asking God first, he was praised for it. In fact, it's the last form of praise that the Torah mentions about him prior to his death. When Pinchas killed uh, the Simeon prince, Zimri, to fend off the plague, he merits to become Elijah the prophet. The daughters of Tselofchad use their independence and knowledge of halacha to attain the inheritance of their father that they deserved. When independence is used with wisdom and is balanced, God is free to reward at will. However, too much independence, too much of I can do it and I don't need anyone's help, is the source for a person's demise. How can you tell if your autonomy is going in the right direction of Moses and Pinchas or going in the direction of Korach? Simple. To see if your current standalone state is making you more godly or pushing you further away from Hashem. 
If you can't notice a difference, then you're probably on a path of self-destruction. Sometimes, when you have it all, you think you don't need God anymore. You believe that your life can be void of the one who has given all you got. Your independence gets to your head and you fall. Maybe this is the reason why Korach's punishment was that he fell into the earth. Why couldn't God just strike him with a bolt of lightning or send him and his people a deadly plague? The answer is because there is nothing more dependent on others than earth itself. The ground cannot produce without rain from the heavens or seeds planted by man. Void of those contributions leaves the earth barren, dry, and incapable to bring forth. Korach sinking into the ground was a harsh reminder to him that his path was totally void of dependency. It should have been one like Moses, who personified what it meant to be charismatic, but was still slated as the humblest of all men. He was audacious enough to stand up to the entire nation that rebelled under the direction of the spies, and Korach and his entourage, and yet he remained totally unpretentious. He had Aaron, his brother, to be his spokesperson when approaching Pharaoh. They worked together, they fed off each other, and they helped each other reach their potential, and in that way, they were equal. Not surprisingly, the numerical value of Atzma'ut, independence, is the same numerical value as Moshe Aharon, 609. The holiest form of independence is when you still understand the need that you can't do it alone and are actually dependent on having someone by your side. Stay tuned for the next episode as we search for meaning and spirituality in another one of our everyday encounters. Catch me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle Finding Holiness. Visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash findingholiness and our website at findingholiness.buzzsprout.com where you can download, check out, and support all our future podcasts. Signing off, I'm Rabbi David Kadosh.